Welcome to the Great Detectives of Old Time Radio. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham. If you have a comment, email it to me, box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and check us out on Instagram, instagram.com slash greatdetectives. I do want to encourage you, if you've not already, to pick up one of our Great Detectives of Old Time Radio t-shirts or sweatshirts. Uh, just go over to t-shirt.greatdetectives.net. We have four different designs in a variety of different styles and sizes. Check it out, t-shirt.greatdetectives.net. But now, let's get into this week's episode of Mr. Chameleon. The original air date, January the 26th, 1949, and the title is The Orphanage Murder Case. Next, Mr. Chameleon and The Orphanage Murder Case. Tonight, we again present the famous Mr. Chameleon of Central Headquarters in his most famous cases of crime and murder, brought to you by the makers of genuine Bayer aspirin. Now, let me tell you just who Mr. Chameleon is. A college man, he tried from childhood to live up to the name he bore, Chameleon, by taking on the color of whatever situation in which he found himself, appearing in endless guises, finally entering the police force where he became known as Chameleon, the man of many faces, the underworld's most dreaded man. The listener invariably knows who Mr. Chameleon is no matter which disguise he assumes, but the criminal he's tracking down seldom does. Tonight we give you Mr. Chameleon in The Orphanage Murder Case. The name of Martha Phillips is known to thousands, for she has devoted her life and all of her wealth to establishing a home where orphan children can be brought, and from which they are sent out to fine established homes. This New York haven for children is known as Phillips Mansion, and was the lovely old home of Martha's father. And we find her now, late at night, this remarkable spinster, sitting in her office, working on her memoirs. Of course, a child can resemble someone. And it may be an accident of nature. There may be no relationship between the child and the adult they resemble. But even so, this particular resemblance is amazing. And every once in a while, I cannot resist saying, Mary Jane looks exactly like you. What's that? What happened? Who turned off the lights? Who's locking the door? Who is it? Oh, no! No! (laughs) 
A few hours later, we find Mr. Chameleon, the great detective, the man of many disguises, kneeling beside Martha Phillips' dead body. And he is saying to the man and woman standing next to him, Who discovered her, Mr. Dalton? You or Miss Adams? We both did. We knocked on her door, Mr. Chameleon. It was late, but we, we wanted to tell her the news that we intended to get married next week. I see. And this is what you found. A woman horribly strangled. A great and good woman. Mr. Dalton, I understand that you were Martha Phillips' assistant, her right-hand man. Yes, I've worked here at the Foundling Home for 15 years. I worship Miss Phillips. We all did. Not all of you, Mr. Dalton. Someone hated her enough to murder her. And I intend to find out who. Miss Adams, you're the house mother, aren't you? Yes. I've always loved working with children. I've only been here a year. <laughs> it's all right, sweetheart. Oh, John. John, Mr. Chameleon is right. Someone must have hated Miss Phillips enough to kill her. That's what's so completely incredible, so hideous. Who is Mary Jane? What? What was that, Mr. Chameleon? Who is Mary Jane? Well, who is she? She's a little girl here at the home, about three years old. She was Martha Phillips' pet. In fact, Miss Phillips couldn't bear to part with her. I think she intended to adopt the child herself. Where is Mary Jane? I'd like to see her. Miss Adams, where is she? Oh, she's not here. She's spending a week with Miss Phillips' sister in the country. She's due back in a day or two. Mr. Chameleon, what made you ask about Mary Jane? This, Mr. Dalton. A scrap of paper torn out of a notebook and clutched in Miss Phillips' hand. There's writing on it. It says, Mary Jane looks just like you. What does that mean? Whom does the child resemble? Well, I don't know. Mr. Dalton? I don't know, sir. Can't imagine. Mary Jane's very pretty. Quite blonde, blue eyes. Have you a picture of her here? No. Are you sure? Didn't you hear him say no, Mr. Chameleon? John doesn't lie. You're getting very excited, Miss Adams. I'm not. I I'm upset, but that's natural, isn't it? Mr. That's... Chameleon. Yes, come in, Dave. Uh, this is Miss Adams, Mr. Dalton, Detective Sergeant Dave Arnold. What's on your mind, Dave? It's Mrs. McLaughlin, the housekeeper here. She says that Martha Phillips was working on her memoirs, that the Williams Publishing Company had already contracted to publish them. Miss Phillips was writing the story of her life? Uh-huh. And the last time Mrs. McLaughlin saw her, about 8 o'clock in the evening, Miss Phillips was sitting at her desk here writing. Mr. Dalton, did you know about these memoirs? Well, no, Mr. Comedian. That is, Miss Phillips said she was going to write them, but I didn't know she'd started them. You didn't know that she'd started you, who were so close to her, yet the housekeeper knew. How is that, Mr. Dalton? Are you calling him a liar again? No, no, Miss Adams. I'm simply asking him a question, and I intend to keep right on asking a great many more questions. Dave? Yes, sir? Get Miss McLaughlin, the housekeeper. Bring her in here. I want to know all she can tell me about those memoirs that Martha Phillips was writing when she was murdered. Miss McLaughlin, you say when you last saw Miss Phillips, she was writing in a notebook, a big black notebook. That's right, Mr. Chameleon. Yet that notebook has vanished. We've turned this room inside out and there is no such notebook. Just the same, she was writing in it. What were her last words to you? Why, well, said goodnight, I guess. That was all, Miss McLaughlin, just goodnight? Are you calling me a liar? You know, that's very interesting. 
You all seem convinced that I'm accusing you of lying. Why? Is it possible that you all feel guilty? Well, I'm not guilty. I'm not guilty of anything, Mr. Chameleon. And if Mr. Dalton and Miss Adams have been spreading stories about me... We haven't. I'll bet you haven't. I know you, John Dalton, pussyfooting around Miss Phillips, buttering her up. She left you a lot of money in her will, didn't she, Mr. Dalton? Wasn't it convenient of her to die just when you were thinking of getting married to Miss Adams? Be quiet. I won't be quiet. All right, then I'll tell Mr. Chameleon about you. I'll tell him you were fired yesterday afternoon because you were so rude, so arrogant with the children, and because you were even suspected of stealing. Shut up. If you saw Martha Phillips tonight, she didn't say goodbye to you. She said goodbye. Why, you puny little white All right, that... ladies, that's enough. But, Mr. Chameleon, I said that I... was enough for the present. You both managed to tell me a great deal. Now I'd like to look over the building. The children are asleep. I shan't disturb them, Mr. Dalton. You're very careful of them, aren't you? Naturally. They're orphan children, and they're in my charge. Especially now that, that Martha Phillips is gone. And now that you have possibly inherited her fortune and her position as guardian angel to a lot of unfortunate children. Miss Adams, come along. I'll need you as a guide. I want you to show me over this house from top to bottom. One thing is clear, Miss Adams. The way this office is placed, the killer had to come down this corridor to reach it. Uh, what are these rooms opening out from either side? Uh, classrooms, mostly, Mr. Chameleon. Oh. We have children here at the home up to seven and eight years old. Mm -hmm. Quite a few of them are of foreign extraction. They're taught to speak English or to read and write. Did you love little Mary Jane, too? Mary Jane? Why, yes. Well, it may interest you to know that I've had a police guard placed over the child. Police guard? What for? I intend to go up to the country to see her tomorrow, and I wanted to be sure that she'd still be there at Miss Phillips' sister's place when I arrived. Mr. Chameleon. What's this? Another classroom? Oh, yes, I see the blackboard. Uh, Miss Adams. Yes? Look, a child has been writing on the blackboard. Do you see what they've written? Read it. Mary Jane looks just like you. The identical words Miss Phillips was writing in her memoirs when she was murdered. Mr. Chameleon, I, I, I don't understand. Who was in here, Miss Adams? Who could have written that? What child or children took their lessons in here? Well, it, it must have been Margarita. Margarita Siren. She's seven years old, a little Italian girl. She's learning to write English. Why would she write, Mary Jane looks just like you? Answer me, please. Well, she was told to write down what she heard people say, and she must have heard someone say that. Exactly. Where does Margarita sleep? On the second floor, she and Mary Jane have a little room to themselves. They're devoted to each other. She's up there alone? Yes. Show me where she is, Miss Adams. Take me up there just as quickly as you can. Here's Margarita's room, Mr. Chameleon. We'd better go in quietly. She's probably sleeping. Well, I'm afraid this is one child you'll have to waken, Miss Adams. I intend to find out who it was that she overheard saying, Mary Jane looks just like you. Oh, yes, of course. Well, let's go in. There's a night lamp burning by a table, Mr. Chameleon. Margarita's afraid of the dark. There. You see, she's sleeping. Lovely child. <laughs> 
Isn't she, though? She and Mary Jane make a beautiful pair. She's so dark, and Mary Jane's so fair. Miss Adams. Yes? This child is not sleeping. She's dead. She's been smothered to death with a pillow. Coroner's verdict has just come in. I was right. Little Margarita died of suffocation. Someone held a pillow over the child's nose and mouth until she stopped breathing. Well, John Dalton, what do you have to say? What can we say, Mr. Chameleon? This is awful. Simply awful. Less than five hours after Martha Phillips' death. And a child. A child. Crocodile tears. What would you say, Miss McLaughlin? I said crocodile tears, Mr. Chameleon. I tell you, I saw Mr. Dalton coming down the hall away from Margarita's room just about the time she must have been murdered. You couldn't have seen me, Mrs. McLaughlin. You, you couldn't have. I was in the kitchen at the time. Did anyone see you in the kitchen at the time, Mr. Dalton? Why, no, Mr. Chameleon. There was no one there. Then you have no witness. No, I haven't. But just the same, I was down in the kitchen. And I say you were in the upstairs hall. I saw you there. Mrs. McLaughlin, you're an ugly, brutal old woman. You're quite capable of killing that child yourself. Claire. Well, she is, John. She's trying to make you seem like a monster, and she can't do that. Mr. Chameleon, you shouldn't let her do that. My dear Miss Adams, I have a motto hanging over my desk at Central Headquarters. The innocent must be protected, the guilty must be punished. That is my only concern, that and getting at the truth. And uh, speaking of the truth, there was a picture of little Mary Jane, a snapshot. I found it among Margarita's things. Yet you, John Dalton, told me there was no picture of her. John didn't know about it. Well, that seems rather odd, Miss Adams, since he was in the picture. He and Miss Phillips and the two little girls. I forgot, Mr. Chameleon. It was taken such a long time ago. No, not so long. Two months. And now I know, Mr. Dalton, who little Mary Jane looks like. She looks like you. And you're being taken to central headquarters and held for further questioning. Mr. Chameleon and the orphanage murder case continues in just a moment. When you have an ordinary headache, fast relief is important. But even more important is gentle, dependable relief, and that's why it will pay you to always use genuine Bayer aspirin. For Bayer aspirin is one thing you can take with complete confidence. No other pain reliever can match Bayer aspirin's record of use by millions of normal people without ill effect. Yes, for the two most important kinds of relief, always use genuine Bayer aspirin. Because it's actually ready to go to work in two seconds, it will bring you the fast relief you want. And because it's reliable, you can take it sure in the knowledge that it will bring you the gentle relief that's important to your health. So whenever you're in pain, don't experiment with drugs that have not stood the test of time. Instead, use something that millions know from experience is completely dependable, genuine Bayer aspirin. When you buy, ask for it by its full name, Bayer Aspirin, not just for aspirin alone. Get the 100-tablet bottle and you get Bayer Aspirin tablets for less than a penny apiece. And now, back to Mr. Chameleon and the orphanage murder case. The brutal murder of Martha Phillips, the great philanthropist, the head of a home for orphan children, has been followed by the equally brutal murder of a child 
one of the children whom Martha Phillips cared for. And Mr. Chameleon, the great detective, is convinced that back of these murders there is a strange, twisted mystery which he is just beginning to penetrate. And as he sits in the office of the commissioner of police, he says to the commissioner, There's something so horrible about the killing of a child, commissioner. Yes. That child, Margarita, died for a very simple reason. Because she wrote on a blackboard, Mary Jane looks just like you. And Mary Jane apparently looks just like John Dalton. She does look just like him. No question of that. On the other hand, that doesn't necessarily prove a thing. Mary Jane was left on the steps of the foundling home three years ago. She was six months old at the time. Mm -hmm. John Dalton was working there. She might be his child, and yet... Yet there's more to it than that. There's something that eludes me. Chameleon, do you think that Dalton is deliberately withholding information? Well, I think he's just about as shifty and uncooperative as he can be. We've been holding him now for over 24 hours, and we don't know any more than when we... Is Mr. Chameleon in here? Yes, Dave, come in. Say, I've got news for you about Dalton. What a character he is. What do you mean, Dave? Why, he even lied to you about his birthplace. He said he was born in Medina, Ohio. Well, there's no record there of the birth of anyone named John Dalton. Did you tell him that? Yeah, and then he said they must have lost his birth certificate. He's a first-class liar if I ever heard one. Dave, the chances are that Dalton was born somewhere in that area. Now, check every town nearby for a record of his birth. Every city. Every state in the Union, if necessary. Okay. Meanwhile, I have a hunch. I'm going to act on it. I'm going to pose as a man named Henry Willard, one of the senior editors of the Williams Publishing Company who were going to publish Martha Phillips' memoirs. I shall be a little stuffy with a uh, reddish goatee beard and reddish hair. And I'm going to that children's home to pay a call on Miss Claire Adams and Miss McLaughlin, the housekeeper. I think it'll bring results. And so we find Mr. Chameleon in his disguise as Henry Willard, pacing up and down the reception room at Phillips Home for Children. And a white-faced Claire Adams and a sullen Mrs. McLaughlin sit watching him nervously as he ponderously declares, So, my point is that it seems a frightful pity that such magnificent material should go to waste. Martha Phillips' tragic murder and the murder of that poor child... Well, think how it would boost the sales of a book. Not that we're uh, concerned with that, you understand. But Martha Phillips was a great woman, and there should be a record of her life. But the manuscript of her memoirs disappeared. It couldn't be found. Someone stole the pages and destroyed them, and it wasn't me. But, ladies, I have a detailed outline of those memoirs, which Miss Phillips herself gave us. Very detailed. Almost as detailed as the book itself. You mean... I mean, Miss Adams, it would be a very simple matter for someone to write that book, working from the outline. All the facts are there in the outline. I... Oh, by the way, is the child Mary Jane here in the house? What do you know about Mary Jane? Mrs. McLaughlin, Miss Phillips mentioned her quite often in the outline of her memoirs, as she mentioned you and... Miss Adams, and Mr. Dalton, of course. What'd she say about us? Mr. Dalton she regarded with high esteem, which uh, happens to be the point of my visit. Uh, do you think that he would be willing to take on the job of writing that book? 
for a very substantial sum, of course. Well, Miss Claire Adams, do you think your darling John would do it? I don't know. But is he here? Could I talk to him, do you suppose? Is he here? Are you serious? John Dalton's in jail. Ah, but he isn't, Mrs. McLaughlin. If you read the morning papers, John Dalton was released on bail last night. Naturally, I thought he'd come straight here to the children's home. Well, he hasn't. No, I haven't heard from him, Mr. Willard. Well, surely you will, Miss Adams. And when you do, please ask him to contact me at the Hampton Hotel, room 1504. I have the outline there of Miss Phillips' memoirs, and I'd very much like to discuss it with him. And the next night, in the hotel room which Mr. Chameleon has engaged in the name of Henry Willard, we find him with Dave Arnold, and both of them are unusually tense and on edge, so much so that Dave exclaims... Mr. Chameleon, if nothing happens tonight, I think I'll blow my top. But, Dave, that's no way for a cop to talk. But this is the most dangerous kind of killer. This is a maniac. I don't want to sit here and wait for them. I want to go out after them. And the quickest way to go after them is to sit here and wait. Well, uh... oh. Hello. Speaking. Thank you. Thank you very much. Claire Adams is on her way up, Dave. Where is that package with the phony outline? Right here, Mr. Chameleon. Why, I look all right in my disguise as the publisher... Henry Willard, my beard in place. You fooled her once. You can do it again, Mr. Commander. Uh, probably, but that is something I can never be sure of. Uh-oh. There she is. Go in the closet, Dave. Don't come out until I call you. Okay, Mr. Commander. Mr. Willard? Good evening, Miss Adams. Come in. They just telephoned that you were on your way up. Didn't you bring Mr. Dalton with you? No, I, I didn't. Oh, well, I am disappointed. I am deeply disappointed. Don't tell me that he's not interested in finishing the book that Miss Phillips had been writing when she was killed. Oh, he's very much interested, Mr. Wood. Well, then where is he? Well, you see, he was so upset, so hurt and humiliated by this horrible business of being arrested and questioned about Miss Phillips' murder. Yes? Well, he's gone into seclusion for the time being. He doesn't want anyone to know where he is. He's been hounded by newspaper men, and as I say, he's very sensitive. But the book, my dear young lady, the book, the book. He wants me to bring him the outline that Miss Phillips made so he can read it. Then if he decides he can make a book out of it, then I'll bring him here to talk to you, Mr. Willard. Will he come with you? He is so sensitive, so badly shocked. I love him, Mr. Willard. I, I think John loves me. I'll get him to come. Splendid. Splendid. Here is the outline, just as Miss Phillips wrote it. I'll take good care of it and tell Mr. Dalton to do the same. Thank you. I will. Good night, Mr. Willard. Good night, Miss Adams. Let me hear from you soon. Dave. Yes, Mr. Chameleon. Come on. Let's go. We mustn't lose sight of her. If we do, nobody will ever hear of her again. <laughs> It's I, John. Let me in. You took long enough. Did you get the outline? Yes, right here, darling. Mr. Willard, the book publisher, was very nice. Let's have it. Oh, my gracious, this room is close. You have a fire burning in the fireplace. Oh, it's such a dreadful room in such a dreadful neighborhood. John... The title page what? looks genuine. Outline for proposed memoirs of Martha Phillips. 
Let's see what the first page says. Yes. Mentions that child, little Mary Jane. John, I don't understand this business about Mary Jane. It, it frightens me. You frighten me a little too now. That's too bad. Well, I can't wade through the whole thing. The sooner I get rid of it, the better. John! John, you've thrown it on the fire. You bet I have. Makes a pretty flame, doesn't it? John, are you crazy? That outline didn't belong to you. Shut up, Claire. Keep your voice down. Oh, sweetheart, what's the matter? Why do you speak to me like that? Why do you look at me like that? Oh, John. Did you hear me tell you to keep quiet? Do you want to get me in trouble? You probably will, anyhow. I shouldn't take any chances with you. What do you mean? Don't run away, Claire. Huh? Don't run away. No. You haven't got a chance. Huh? Not a chance in the world. No. See, I told you you didn't have a chance. Open the door. Open in the name of the law. What? Open or we'll break you down. All right, Dalton. Put your hands up. Don't reach for a gun. Though you prefer to strangle people or smother them, don't you? You're the one who hasn't a chance now, Dalton. But I, I haven't done anything. What's this all about? How about it, Miss Adams? Didn't he try to kill you? Yes, Mr. Camille. Yes, he did. And he burned the outline. John, whom I love. John, you must try to help and protect. Only this doesn't happen to be John, Dalton. What? I'm not John. No, you're not John. You're John's identical twin, Herbert. You and John were born in the town of Littleton, Ohio. Detective Sergeant Dave Arnold dug up your birth records there. What? You're crazy. Even when you were a small boy, you were always in trouble. And your twin brother, John, who loved you, pitied you, was always trying to protect you. Mr. Chameleon, you mean it wasn't John who murdered Miss Phillips? John Dalton is innocent, Miss Adams. And he suspected his brother Herbert here from the very beginning. And Mrs. McLaughlin was not lying when she said she saw John Dalton coming away from Margarita's room. She wasn't lying. She was mistaken. She thought it was John, but it was you she saw, Herbert. But why would I want to murder Martha Phillips? Because of your daughter, Mary Jane, who happens to look just like you. And your twin brother John, of course. Three years ago, Herbert Dalton, your wife was murdered. Presumably by kidnappers who stole your baby. That was your story. Your wife was strangled to death. And your baby disappeared. She was never seen again. Yes, that's true. And a few but... months later, Mary Jane was found on the doorstep of the Phillips Foundling Home, where your brother John was working. And then Miss Phillips began to notice the resemblance between Mary Jane and John, and she spoke of it to him. And he, who kept in touch with you, told you about it. What if he did? That was all you needed. Your warped killer's brain immediately decided the situation was dangerous to you. Somehow the police might get on your trail again. Mr. Chameleon, so he killed Miss Phillips and burned her memoirs because he was afraid she'd find out the truth. Yes, Miss Adams. Just as he burned the outline, which was a complete phony, there was no outline. I see. You're a very smart detective, aren't you, Mr. Chameleon? Very smart, except for one thing. I'm not Herbert, I'm John. It's true that Herbert, my twin brother, murdered Miss Phillips to get her money. He depended on your discovery that he had a twin, but only Herbert is guilty. I'm John, and I'm innocent. Well, that's fine. You're smart. You're very smart, except for one thing. You see, my dear Herbert, John is still in jail. What? We never released him. We thought we'd quietly hold him until his twin brother was brought in. It was so much less confusing to have only one of you at large.
And with these words, Mr. Chameleon concludes tonight's murder case. When you seek fast relief from an ordinary headache, neuritic, or neuralgic pain, use quick-acting Bayer aspirin. As you conceive yourself by dropping a Bayer aspirin tablet in a glass of water, Bayer aspirin starts to dissolve or disintegrate in two seconds. It does the same in your stomach. And because of this amazing two-second disintegrating action, Bayer aspirin is ready to go to work almost instantly you take it to bring you really fast relief from pain. And remember, besides quick relief, Bayer aspirin also means reliable relief. No other pain reliever can match Bayer aspirin's record of use by millions of normal people without ill effect. So when you buy, always ask for it by its full name, Bayer aspirin. Never buy the name aspirin alone. Get the 100-tablet bottle and you get Bayer aspirin tablets for less than a penny apiece. Listen next Wednesday night at the same time for Mr. Chameleon, the man of many faces, in The Duel to the Death Murder Case. The part of Mr. Chameleon is played by Carl Swenson with dialogue by Marie Baumer from the original story by Frank and Ann Hummert. Music directed by Victor Arden. Your announcer is Howard Claney. Friends, there's a new toothpaste in the market that you'll want to try. It's called Lion's Toothpaste. And it's not just another old toothpaste with an added ingredient, but is completely new and radically different in formula. For this reason, new Lion's Toothpaste does what no other toothpaste can do. Yes, laboratory tests on scores of individual teeth prove that it actually gets teeth brighter. Two and a half to five and a half times brighter than any of the five leading brands. Brighter by far than any other toothpaste. So for a brighter smile, try this toothpaste that cleans without soap, polishes without chalk. Lion's Toothpaste. Listen for Mr. Chameleon in The Duel to the Death Murder Case next Wednesday night at this time. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System. Welcome back. Now, if you're put off by the use of something as absurd as the use of a surprise identical twin, keep in mind that this comes from people who made soap operas. So if you've got that in your writer's toolkit, you're going to end up using that quite a bit. The one thing that I find a bit surprising in a Mr. Chameleon episode is a child being the victim of a crime. However, it's not uh, unheard of for that to happen in these sort of mysteries. Even Agatha Christie did it in one book. It's one of those twists that hits harder, I think, with modern audiences. Although in this case, given that we never heard the child, or any children at all uh, for that matter, it seems less impactful and real. Well, now we turn to listener comments and feedback, and we go to Spotify, where Dino writes, Regarding the Rich Uncle murder case, I enjoyed it. 
Chameleon is a rare but real surname. The name seems to exist on the British Isles as well. Well, Dino, thank you so much for the comment. I did a free search of Ancestry.com. I'm not a paid member there. But they did show some birth, death, and marriage records for Chameleon. However, they were all in single digits. So it'd be a very rare name indeed. So maybe it is an actual name. I, like I said, I've never heard the, the surname before, but... Uh, apparently it's out there. I will still stick with my Ellis Island theory for a Young Chameleon series, but it's certainly, I guess, possible that it would be another way. And then, over on YouTube, Ron captures a lot of listeners' feelings. He writes in, Such an odd show slash series, yet somehow I cannot miss an episode. Thanks for this. Well, thank you so much, Ron. And now it's time to thank our Patreon supporter of the day. And thank you to Mimi. Mimi has been one of our Patreon supporters since February 2016, currently supporting the show at the Shamus level of $4 or more per month. Thank you so much for your support, Mimi. And that will do it for today. If you're enjoying the podcast, please follow us using your favorite podcast software. And be sure to rate and review the podcast wherever you download it from. We will be back next Thursday with another episode of Mr. Chameleon. But join us back here tomorrow for the conclusion of this week's Yours Truly Johnny Dollar serial where... Not too many of this kind of mine anymore with the entrance going into the hillside this way. You know, I better use this flashlight. Okay. Hey, tell me something, Buster. If this mine is worthless, how could hard luck get the Haskell brothers to chip off chunks of ore that assayed over $1,000 a ton? Well, I got kind of a theory about that. Let's see if I'm right. Everything's so covered up with dust down here. Not having been worked for years, it ought to be easy to see where they knocked off chips for a sample to take back... Well, 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 what are you doing down here? Holy smoke, that's a rattler. I hope you'll be with us then. In the meantime, do send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and check us out on Instagram. Instagram.com slash greatdetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.